0: Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one.
1: Putting a fucking ring
0: on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today is February 3rd, 2020, the day after the Super Bowl.
1: So is this st- the start of the 2020 season? This is it. Here it is. <laughs> Football New Year.
0: Football is now done and over with. Wrap 2019 up with a bow, put it in a drawer, and hibernate until September.
1: Boo. Boo.
0: What is it? I said last night I think it was like 30 weeks or something. It's a crazy amount of weeks before football starts again. This is the worst time of the year. That's why I'm saying we got to start getting into the draft so we can be excited about, <laughs> about this time something. of year. Yeah.
1: Well, now the XFL is coming out, so maybe we should pick that up.
0: I can't even remember when it starts. I know it's in February. Might have already started for all. Yeah, time. I don't know. <laughs> ah, all right. So, what do you think about the game? Super Bowl Forty ers at the Chiefs. Forty ers at...
1: I don't remember much of the game. Were you drunk? No, I don't know. I just it just didn't stick out to me. I had some notes, but. They weren't that extensive. I do feel like the game had a very nostalgic feel to it. Like, all the ads were very nostalgic. They had the World, mm-hmm. World War Two veterans come out at the beginning. And, you know, it's the NFL's 100th Super Bowl. 100th Super Bowl? 100th year. Not yeah. the 100th Super Bowl. Right. So, I did feel like the theme of the whole thing was just nostalgia.
0: That's true. All the commercials were like flashbacks to the 80s and 90s. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of 90s. Pop culture references. Oh, yeah, the commercial with Brian Cranston as in The Shining. It was like a Mountain Dew commercial, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the game was, uh, it was okay. I, I, I was
1: surprised that the score wasn't higher. I was surprised that San Francisco held Kansas City to under 20 points for the vast majority of the game. I cannot believe that they let Kansas City come back like that. And, of course, we got to eat some crow about Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) You know, you win a Super Bowl, you're elite. That's that's my only requirement. Eli Manning got two Super Bowls. Dude's elite. So you put Patrick Mahomes in that category. I was thinking about what irks me about him, why I get so irked with him. I think it's more of I don't like change. (laughs) And it really is the shuffling in of the new guard, which, again, the whole nostalgia thing. I mean, it's the end of an era for football. I mean, you didn't have any of the elite older quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. No.
0: No, as a matter of fact, uh, Drew Brees was the only one that made it to the championship game.
1: Right. So... I think I yeah. think it's that I think that's what kind of bothers me about Patrick Mahomes, and also that he's already been heralded by the media as the next Michael Jordan, which I just think is ridiculous. Yeah. Troy Aikman said that in a broadcast one night, and I was like, "You are an idiot."
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta say, well, you know, there's there's something there. You know, we really thought that. He was going to be figured out, and teams were going to be able to stop him.
1: Well, rarely even on YouTube, as one of our listeners said, Pat Mahomes is more of a passing quarterback. So he corrected us there. Yeah.
0: Was yeah and he seems to be, he he, he seems to be pretty smart. Bruce Aaron said he's one of the smartest players. He's, no. he's a
1: little like Russell Wilson, where he's a passer but will run when he needs to. I think he uses the running more selectively.
0: Which is how I prefer, it. Yeah. right? Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a new era, man. You know, we, we had two teams in the Super Bowl that hadn't been in a long time, and it was nice to see Andy Reid finally win one. There. Yeah,
1: I do like him. Yeah, I like Andy.
0: I did think the 49ers were going to win. That's who I bet on. Uh, I was really disappointed in how they played out the last few minutes, but you know, that's Kyle Shanahan. You know, he, he blew the double digit lead with Atlanta, blew a double digit. Oh, come on, lead he was 49ers. like the
1: offensive coordinator there, right?
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, when the the 49ers got the ball back, I think they, there was a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were up by three, All right? And they, I, I, I had said to you, I said, well, they're just going to run the clock out now. This is, you know, the Kansas City might get the ball back with a few minutes, but, you know, 49ers is just going to run the clock out. And I'll be darned if they didn't throw the damn ball in an incomplete pass on second down. That just ruined it. I was like, oh, they just lost the game. That was it. You know so it it was a uh it was a good game it wasn't very entertaining like uh like you like to see but it wasn't bad it, it definitely wasn't a Pittsburgh Arizona Cardinals game that was one of the best Super Bowls ever if you ask me as far as entertainment value is concerned
1: but I'm it glad was, it wasn't a blowout one way or the other Right
0: the, the used to the Super Bowl was always a blowout you know it wasn't until probably the 2000s when the Super Bowl started becoming really good competitive games used to, man. The Super Bowl sucked. It was always the championship games that were the good games. So it's good to see that, you know, we've got good games at the Super Bowl. Uh, but this one was, you know, it was kind of a snooze fest, I thought. One thing that drove me crazy, and it's driven me crazy for a while, and we talk about it here on the podcast a lot, is the officiating. Now, the officiating in this wasn't bad, but it wasn't consistent with how they officiate during the regular season. And that drives me crazy. I mean, it's normally like that. But this one was just kind of ridiculous. I counted four times, four times, where the quarterback got hit in the helmet while he was throwing or after he had thrown the pass, and it was never flagged. Four times!
1: They got the Jameis Winston treatment. Maybe it's the young guys. They figure they can take it.
0: But it's just not consistent, because if you're going to do that in a regular season and call flags and give 15 yards to the opponent, you, you got to do it in the Super
1: Bowl, too. Right, but they're not consistent during the season. They no, call it sometimes and sometimes not other. I think
0: that's the biggest problem with officiating is the consistency. But that that was a that was really the only issue I had with the officiating last night.
1: I think that they're more conservative in these big games oh, because yeah, so definitely. many people are watching. Yeah,
0: definitely. There was a couple of hit out of bounds where I was like, ooh, that would have been a flag during the regular season. But hey, just on it's over with. Kansas City Chiefs are the champions. AFC got the title again.
1: I know. We were just talking about that. The Patriots got it last year. What about the year before? The Eagles, I don't remember. The Eagles okay. I think are the
0: last NFC team that has got
1: it. We need the Buccaneers to represent us.
0: I know. Come on, Bucks. step up. All right, let's get to some Bucks news. Okay. You got any?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Joe Bucks fan is on a tear. They've gotten a bunch of comments from players about the Jameis Winston situation. That's all they've been asking about. They they did ask Joe Staley what they thought about what he thought about in Damakang Sue, and basically Joe Staley looked at him. Like he had three heads and said, "Yeah, Sue so still got it, the same as he was in Detroit." So, uh,
0: yeah, it, it's the it, people have, have been saying that that you know he just doesn't have it like he used to. I that's insane to me. I I watch the guy; he's just a great football player. He's a great strategic, good football player and a great technical football player. He just he rarely messes up, and he's all you know he's just always in position. He's doing the right stuff. I you know, he's great. He's, 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 a very good player, if you ask me. I agree with Jeff Staley. How about that?
1: Big Nasty, the Buccaneers fan, super fan, got into the Ford Football Fan Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, he did make it in. He
1: did. I knew he was a so, finalist.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of which, John Lynch did not make it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame again. So
1: not only did he not make it into the Hall of Fame, but he lost the Super Bowl a rough weekend for John Lynch.
0: Yeah, John Lynch is not used to having these types of losses, I don't think. You know, he's a guy he's won Super Bowls with team different teams and I I fully expected him to go with the 49ers and win there too. You know, he's had <laughs> success everywhere he's gone.
1: But it is impressive how quickly they turn that organization around. Very impressive. So I think that they'll be back. I've got some NFC South news. Greg Olsen was released by the Panthers.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: He's a free agent. Another
0: end of an era there.
1: Yeah, exactly. All these old old guard players. And then Vic Beasley with the Falcons is going to be a free agent. And the Falcons have announced that they're not going to try to re sign him.
0: That's interesting. Must be something there. Stephen Gilmore got defensive player of the year.
1: Who is that?
0: <laughs> He's a he plays for the uh, New England Patriots. As a matter of fact, him yeah. and Jones uh both Got, let me see. Gilmore got 21 votes. Jones got 14. TJ Watt got 10. Shaq Barrett got two.
1: That's ridiculous. I
0: know. That's it. Really, really is. It really is. I'm, I'm just befuddled by how
1: who votes.
0: Uh, most likely, it's the reporters, media Probably. people. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But do you hear the argument that uh, you know Tampa gets no respect because it's a small market team and all that good stuff? Small fan base. That's what. That's what that means when you hear people say small market team, you know, because there's small markets like Green Bay, which is the smallest market in all professional sports, I think. But they're not considered a small market team because they have a huge fan base all across the nation, all across the world. Uh, If we want to change our small small market status, we need to get more fans. Let's do that.
1: Start proselytizing. Yes.
0: It is is up to the fan base to do that, if you ask me.
1: And... People are really attracted to up-and-coming teams.
0: Yeah, especially if they're like considered underdogs and all that yeah. good stuff. For, for, former 49ers and Raiders star Aldon Smith is trying to make an NFL comeback. We had talked about him quite a bit really? on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's currently suspended indefinitely by the league for multiple off-the-field incidences. Uh, he, but he's been training at Jay Glazer's unbeatable gym in West Hollywood. His last game was for the Raiders in November 2015. Now, Jay Glazer has come out and said... You know, he's off to, to drinking, off drugs, he's really busting his butt but you would expect a guy to say that. But Jay Glazer is really pushing hard for Adon Smith to get back in the league. To be honest with you.
1: That's so crazy. He hasn't played since twenty fifteen. Yeah. So that's five years. Yeah. How old is he now? You know, he's probably in his early thirties.
0: That's a that's a senior citizen for NFL I know. Players.
1: He could probably get a league minimum job.
0: Well no. I like I, I liked him when he was in the league, but Yeah, I did too. He just imploded. A little help with uh, from Kaepernick, but we won't go there. <laughs> some other NFC South news. The Saints are being accused of helping the New Orleans Catholic Church of running PR for some sex abuse scandals. How in the world did the Saints get involved in all this mess? Remember Purves. Bounty Gate? Bunch of cheating <laughs> bitches. <laughs> uh, now, the New Orleans Saints say they only did minimal behind-the-scenes public relations work on the area's Roman Catholic sexual abuse crisis, but... Uh, Attorneys Sue the church allege, of course, that hundreds of confidential saints' emails show the team's involvement went much deeper, helping to shape a list of credibly accused clergy that appears to be undercounted. Uh, there's a quote that says, The saints appear to have had a hand in determining which names should or should not have been included on the pedophile list. End quote.
1: Doesn't that kind of defeat a, the purpose of the list? So they're just putting the guys that they don't like on there? <laughs> <and those laughs> the other ones? <laughs>
0: Now, the New Orleans Saints attorneys, they went to court to keep about 276 documents from being released to the public. Now, they said in a court filing this week that neither the Saints nor any of their personnel have anything to hide. And the team says it does not object to the emails becoming public later if they are admitted into evidence in the case. Uh, The Saints owner, Gail Benson, is a devout Catholic and close friends with the local archbishop. So it's interesting, you know, their name is The Saints.
1: So it seems appropriate. It does
0: seem appropriate. So should we, like, uh, go out and support Somali pirates or something?
1: <laughs> we could start a fleet in the Caribbean, maybe. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go and start raiding Texas. <laughs> or Louisiana. No,
1: not Texas. They're all armed.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hacking group, supposedly, named Armine. Uh, based out of Dubai, hacked into the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts of 15 NFL teams. The Buccaneers was one of them.
1: Why would they do that?
0: Uh, Well, they did it as a PR stunt to garner business. They've done this for years. They've uh, broken into accounts for extremely high-profile people and businesses, uh, including uh, BuzzFeed, BBC, Netflix, WWE, CNN, New York Times. I mean, a whole slew of places they have just over the years. They didn't do anything really malicious. They just put on the Twitter feeds that you know, hey hire us the, well, apparently, what happened is they 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 claimed that they notified the NFL and teams for business before they did it, and when they didn't get response back, they just went in and hacked their stuff and put their
1: oh come their on. URL on you it. know everybody gets those spam emails. hey, I watched you doing something dirty, send me some Bitcoin. I ignore <laughs> those too. <laughs>
0: Oh, you get... I've never, I've never got one of those, man. There's... there's I no, need
1: someone that got it to their work email.
0: If, you, if you're getting those, there might be some truth to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the Bucks were the only NFC South team to be hacked.
1: What, did they put out anything good?
0: No, no, no. No GC
1: information? Nope.
0: No, the, all they so did is... So they're
1: ethical hackers, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like extortionists, a little? No, it's... Uh, they're, it's can, a marketing strategy, right?
0: You can't say they're white hat hackers. They're close to it, but you know they're not doing malicious stuff. I think they did. They did say on uh, one team that they were that the team had been sold for. Oh gosh, I can't remember. It was pretty funny actually. Like the, the team had been sold to a Saudi Arabian businessman or something. I, uh, yeah, anyhow.
1: They should have just changed the profile pictures or something. to Something really subtle, like the Chiefs. They could have changed it to a chef picture (laughs) (laughs) the chefs the chefs.
0: the NFL and NFL Players Association met Thursday for a key day about ongoing labor talks for the new CBA they also met today haven't gotten any information on that yet Uh, the NFL PA executive director Demars Smith has already started talking about a strike
1: oh for God's sake yeah
0: he said quote the reality is that if we want to hold out and get everything we want that's probably going to mean a two-year strike end quote that's not going to happen that's not going
1: to happen. He's posturing. They yeah. got nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the current CBA expires in March 2021, so next year.
1: I mean, if they go on a two-year strike, that means those players are not getting paid for two years. And I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Yes, they've already, they, they've been talking to the players to start hoarding money and all this good stuff. But there's really—the issues that are being raised in this CBA are not— uh,
1: Insurmountable? Yes.
0: To me, they're, they seem uh, very— Easy to get an agreement on. Uh, Agreements have already supposedly been reached on several key issues, including uh, changes to the league's drug policy and discipline policy. Uh, They're probably going to make marijuana not a uh, drug that's
1: prohibited
0: or that they test for. Interesting. Uh, Benefits improvements for current and retired players, changes to training camp rules, which includes limiting the amount of contact teams can have in training camp again. Uh, as well as the amount of time coaches can keep them on the field. Eventually, it's going to be where they don't do anything in training camp except take pictures. Uh, But the two contingency issues that they're dealing with right now is how much the player's share of revenue is going to be. Uh, Currently, it's no less than 47%, which surprised me. I didn't realize it was that high. They basically get half of the NFL revenue money. The NFL players do. But the big one is extending the season to 17 games. NFL players are fighting against that. Well, the association is anyhow. Apparently, the league and the coaches want it. Well, I don't know about the coaches, but the league wants it.
1: Heck yeah, more money. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Ouch. Sure. Anytime we can get more games, I'm for it.
1: Well, I mean, it's only one more game, right? Uh,
0: yeah, as a Yes, right now.
1: So maybe not. I just, you know, it, 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 it takes such a toll on their bodies.
0: Yeah, well, what they're going to do, what they had talked about, is making players have to mandatory take games off. You can't. But well, they play don't want to do that either. 17th. Right, the players right. don't. Oh yeah. Right. That's their big issue. They don't want to have to take games off. Uh but the the meeting Thursday only included 30 or 32 teams because the 49ers and chefs <laughs> were preparing for Sunday Super Bowl, but the meeting today, all 32 teams had representatives there for the players' association. Now the next likely flex point would be the NFLPA's annual meeting in March in Key Biscayne. Uh a they were supposed to vote today on whether they were going to have the 17-game season. This is just the NFL Players Association, whether they would agree to it. I have not heard anything on that yet. Next podcast, will give you an update. Uh, but the the meeting in March in Key Biscayne, uh, the NFLPA will have to elect a new president. Since the current president, Eric Winston, is no longer on a team. And therefore, according to NFLPA rules, can no longer hold the position. Uh, also, In addition to that election, players likely will take some sort of CBA-related vote at their March meeting. Either they'd vote on the proposed new CBA, or if that's not an option, they'll likely hold a vote on whether the authorize the players to strike in 2021 if no deal is approved by then. To
1: me, they should not be talking about a strike this early. This early,
0: yes, I know. Well, they're trying to you're
1: gonna get you're gonna make the NFL skittish. Yeah, and dig in their heels because to me it's extortion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah, it, they're, it sounds good that they're trying to uh, get all this done before next and year. And it
1: doesn't sound like the issues, like you said, are that at that big of an impasse. So it seems like there's stuff that they can work out. To me, the 17-game season, it sounds good. You know, we get an extra game. Maybe it's not that much on the players, but I don't think that that's an issue. I don't think that's your hill to die on if you're the NFL If the players are, like, absolutely not, or...
0: Right, yeah, just put that crap off until... Yeah,
1: just wait till the next one, work on them.
0: Yeah, because it was a thing that just kind of popped up last year. Yeah,
1: and it seems like they've been kind of pushing it, and Mm -hmm. I don't know that people are really that ready for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, fans would love it, but it would change the game a lot, if you ask me, especially if they force players to have to take at least one or two weeks off during the regular season. I think that would just change everything how the coaches have to strategize and
1: Yeah, you got to figure out a rotation, like which players can you afford to lose, you know. Right, right. I would have them on a schedule so that your depth is rotating out. Mm-hmm. Like if we had for instance Sue had to take a week off, don't have Vita right. off that same week, yeah. you know, have Nacho come in or whoever, Bo Allen.
0: Yeah. But it would basically be like two bye weeks for the players. Right. You, know, you get two bye weeks a year if they only make them take one week off. What I heard is they were going to make them take two weeks off. So it would be three weeks that players don't play. With and the they, bye. Don't, they don't want to do that. Yeah, player, These players like to play, you know. Uh Nacho had put out a statement on the dog situation. Let's move to some buck news here. This is really about the, all the buck news I got. Uh He said... It's just so funny. How we love our, our outrage in America. We, we do. just get so. I mean, he had the moral out,
1: indignation. You know what it is? We don't have enough trouble
0: <laughs> in our lives. That's right. We are
1: too comfortable, so we just get mad about everything. Yes,
0: you are exactly right. It's
1: just human nature.
0: Now he wrote a three-page, four-page uh, statement. Wow. Yes, uh, where he vehemently denied the allegations that he abandoned the dog on the side of the road last month. Uh, they released it through their agent, Jeff Naily, explaining that they'd given away the dog named Jitterbug, who ended up in a Florida shelter. Uh, the Nunez Rochez, also known as Nacho, says that in the statement, the couple have received threats prompting them to file a police report and hire an attorney. And I do believe that he ended up having to file a uh, restraining order on it. Good people. Lord. Yeah.
1: That is just completely unnecessary.
0: If you would like to read the statement, I'm not going to read the whole thing here because, like I said, it's four pages. It's on uh, Pro Football Talk NBCSports.com, uh, but you know he breaks it down and explains. Look, you know we've we've had these dogs. We don't breed like uh, uh, we're, we're not you know like kennel breeders. We you know it's not a big business for us. We don't care about the money. We just have dogs. We like dogs. Uh, we've never had kids, so we treat the dogs like they're our kids. But then when they found out she was pregnant, they decided they can't have the bigger dogs, so they gave them all away. He said, "How that dog ended up on the side of the road, he doesn't know." Uh, but he is kind of, kind of po'd with the uh, animal rights individuals in Tampa that have been telling stories about this in the animal shelter that jumped in on it as well. He says the com- story is completely false, and they've been working together with the family that did adopt a Jitterbug. They've been talking and texting with them and providing them with everything they need. So you know, no big deal. <laughs> He called out the the groups that falsely accused him the uh, rescue me Tampa and the Humane Society of the Nature Coast, both of whom which they sent uh, cease and desist letters to from Ooh. the attorney yeah,
1: this is <laughs> a serious, but
0: that's the thing I mean it just turned into a a, a mess yeah. well, I
1: mean you're Attacking his character. Especially when you have pets, you like, you know, you love dogs. And you truly, before you have kids, you can't really appreciate the undertaking of having a child. And especially having pets that are also dependent on you. Yeah, It's a difficult situation.
0: It's just one of those things where, you know, a reporter got whiff of this and they just ran with it because they knew it was going to cause outrage. They knew people were going to get upset because this guy's... Abusing his dogs And you know He got to his employers You know I mean The the Buccaneers Were looking into it You know So he was basically You know Under the uh, Crosshairs Between the public And the media And his bosses Right And I think
1: that He's a free agent This year don't quote me on that. I think he is. We'll have to look Oh, no, into I'm, it, I'm quoting you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it could, if he's got a significant off the field issue, quote unquote, that the team feels like it's bad publicity, he's not one of those top tier players that's a shoe in mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, it really could affect his career.
0: Right. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Oh, okay. So, more bucks news. This isn't really news. This is more of just a chit chat. Could the Bucks get new, new uniforms next year?
1: Everyone has been talking about this since we got the last new uniform.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody wants new uniforms. Yeah. Uh, but it, it does worry me, you know. Because I don't want the uniforms to be uglier than they are now. And <laughs> that's a possibility. Yeah? Well,
1: you know, I think that they would go more conservative as far as designs go. I think they took a real risk with these. Well, didn't they, they were have, very different. Didn't
0: they have Nike design these?
1: Yeah, I think it was partnered with Nike. We
0: did a, we did a whole podcast on this, I think, at one point. Uh, but the reason why I'm bringing this up is because all over the web... Buccaneer jerseys are on sale half off. Really? And this is the same thing that happened when they did the jerseys last time. When they, when they changed the uniforms, they cleared out their inventory, so they yeah. put everything at half price.
1: What I heard is I need to buy a new jersey Well, they're oh, still Oh, I know. I was, shopping. <laughs> I was shopping. Well,
0: Nike, on their site, they've only got Mike Evans left. No, I th- no, Mike Evans and James Winston. Last time I checked, I haven't looked in a couple of days. But they sold out. Like, Godwin sold out crazy. Wow. Yeah. Everybody was like, I'm getting a Godwin jersey. Good for him. Uh-huh. So, you know, there is the possibility we're getting new uniforms. Uh, if we do, it'll be announced usually, I think, uh, March or May is when they announced it in last year or last year. No, time. they got
1: to do it before the draft because, you know, they bring out the jersey for the guy. Right, right. So I think they would probably announce it before. But
0: isn't the draft? April. Yeah, so they do it in March.
1: Yeah, you said May.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. right. It's one of them L months. I always get them the confused. So that's exciting. You know, we might have new. I'll tell you, if, if they got to keep the word mark, the word mark, like I said, so it's a work of art. I love it.
1: It's on his desktop. Yeah,
0: I've got it everywhere. <laughs> yes. It, anytime I see a, a Buccaneers shirt or something with that word mark, I buy uh, it. And the logo on the helmet and the helmet itself. I really like the helmet. I like the word mark. They got to keep those things. If they change it, and please don't go back to the Sherbert.
1: <laughs> I'm that's sorry he's talking about but you know the flag doesn't match that
0: no they would have to go back to Bucko Bruce logo and I'm sorry I just you know I just don't like it I'm one of those people that I don't know it means a lot to me it's not uh, it's not intimidating I think you need to have an intimidating color and logo and all that good stuff
1: it's not toxically masculine enough for you
0: (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah uh, I like the throwback uniforms We, we did there for a while Back when Josh Freeman was there, you know, we went back and did the Sherbert uniforms, but not full-time, no. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, I became a fan because of Hardy Nickerson. He came from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was a big fan of Hardy Nickerson, and he left Steelers and he went to Tampa Bay. And there was a whole year there where I was just sitting there going, I can't become a fan of Tampa Bay. I was still a fan of Hardy Nickerson, but I was like, I can't become a Tampa Bay fan because their uniforms is ugly. And then they changed their uniforms. And I was like, those are some cool uniforms. And, I, you know, Hardy Nickerson was my boy. And I was really starting to get into some of the other players that were there. So I said, all right. It was the first time I'd never been a fan of a team. I'd always been a fan of players. You know, I was a fan of uh, Lynn Swan, Tony Dorsett, Hardy Nickerson. But I would never had a team, you know. And I, I never really liked the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I liked a lot of the players on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, the, Tampa Bay was my first team that I became a fan of, and a large part of it was due to the uniforms. So don't go back to the, <laughs> the orange uniforms. I don't know if I could have deal with it.
1: You would. I know. <laughs> Be miserable the whole time. I
0: would. I would probably not buy any of their gear, though.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Which
0: would really hurt them, because I think I support the franchise. <laughs> I'm a good 25% of their... You know, how many jerseys do I have? Like, 20? I don't know. Good Lord. Too many. That's just my jersey. That doesn't include my... Shirts and jackets and hats.
1: So many shirts. Your whole... You could get rid of all your other clothes. Yeah.
0: My wardrobe. Would yeah. all Buccaneers. I have Buccaneer pajama pants. Pajamas I wear all the time.
1: Bathrobe.
0: Bathrobe. It's silly.
1: You need I, some Buccaneers underwear.
0: I don't have Buccaneers underwear? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Put that on the list. I got Buccaneer oh, yeah. socks. Okay. So, anyhow, yeah, they would, uh, they'd probably lose out on my financial support in that aspect <laughs> because... Although, I do have a throwback orange Buccaneers hat Chucker hat that you love you take it
1: yeah I wear it all the time and I have my snow hat
0: yeah you've got a beanie Beanie. sitting right here on the desk an orange one I don't know if I could just watch it all the time though. that's my thing
1: if they're gonna go back to Bucko Bruce they need to just make it Bruce Arian's face (laughs) (laughs) that's my compromise
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could deal with that yeah Yeah, not going to be a whole lot of news going on. Still waiting to see what's happening with Jameis Winston. Man, we've got so many players we've got to sign.
1: I haven't even started looking into it because I'm kind of not ready to face the truth yet. (laughs) See how much of the roster...
0: Oh, I know. I know. ...we
1: could lose. You know, and it's not... it's the main guys. You know, Shaq, Jameis, Sue, those guys. JPP. JPP. But it's like the... Other guys too, like the Nachos yeah, the and Carl Nassib and Golston, yeah. and you know it's just, you know yeah, Peyton I, Barber. Even
0: I don't see how we can keep everybody. It's just yeah. not going to be possible. And there's nobody on this team that I'm going to be fine with having gone. Even the backup guys. I'm like, man, we we got a lot of good players on this team that I'd like. I like
1: them. No,
0: they're good people.
1: That's so upset. I'm just not even ready to deal with it.
0: Yeah, we're going to give ourselves a couple of weeks before we dive into that. We'll probably wait until we find out what's going to happen with Jameis before we start looking at who's going to be on the chopper block because that's going to be a big one. Depending on how much money he gets, if he if he stays, you know, and Shaq Barrett. Those two right there, we're going to have like close to $90 million in cap space. But if Jameis stays, he's going to take up about thirty. Shaq's going to take up 15 million, That's a third of our cap space right there, over a third. It was half.
1: The Buccaneers did send out letters to the ticket ho- season ticket holders and about renewal, and it had in there a line about the offense led by Jameis Winston. You oh. know, did all this stuff. So <laughs>
0: that'd be funny if they. I
1: don't know. I mean, that could be a sign that he's here for the long haul. I
0: will tell you what, it is such a conundrum. Uh, you know, I have gone back and forth with it, and I would be fine with him staying. But, and somebody asked us this on Twitter, would we be confident with Jameis Winston in the playoffs? And I was immediately like, no, not at all. I At this point, and this is five years in, at this point, no, I would not have confidence that Jameis Winston would not lose us game
1: Because he tends to, in high-pressure situations... He tries to do too much, and then he makes his Jameis Winston mistakes. Mm-hmm. So then, the follow-up question to that was: Then why keep holding out?
0: Right, and that's the whole thing. But the, you know, I look—you got to remember, this is entertainment, and I'll be darned if this team is not entertaining. You know, Jameis Winston's an entertaining quarterback. He has been ever since he's been here. Uh,
1: Joe Buck's fans started calling him Mister Entertainment.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a more entertaining quarterback in the league. You know, as far as making you want to either shoot yourself or have a party, you know, it could be either one on, on Sundays. And, uh, I'm good with us keeping him and I'm not going to be too heartbreaking if we don't keep him, you know, it's really, I'm just like, I can understand if we don't, let's put it that way.
1: It could go either way. It could go either way. I think that question about the playoffs, it's just, the playoffs are such a completely different beast that you just, don't know until you're there. Yeah.
0: Well, we had never seen Jameis Winston, uh, and it was talking the draft that we were going to. Uh, it
1: was draft him or Mariota,
0: right? So we we watched the uh, it was a champ, college championship game with him, right? It was mm-hmm. him
1: and Mariota. It was both of them. They
0: were. They were. Okay, I think yeah. so. And Jameis Winston was embarrassing. I mean, he just got beat. He on. played he, so bad. Yeah. He and looked, he
1: had that deer in the headlights look. Yeah.
0: And I remember us sitting there going, "Oh my god." You know, this is the guy they're talking about us drafting. And when they we did draft him, I was like, this is going to be a disaster. But, yeah, I, I, I warmed up to him. I like his his attitude where he, you know, he just doesn't seem to care. He's going to sling it, and if he loses, it's water off a duck's back. You know, I like that. And he, and he wants to win. I mean, he seems to have a lot of gumption to win.
1: In the locker room, I think, is behind him. Publicly, anyway.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, – I can't get a read on the guy. I really can't as far as, cause I don't think he's cool. He's, he doesn't seem to be hip or whatever the kids are saying now. You know, he's just, he's just kind of awkward and goofy. And, you know, I don't know how that resonates with the other teammates, whatever.
1: Well, uh. his personality in a social setting might be completely different from his personality in the huddle.
0: Yeah. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want him goofy in the huddle. <laughs>
0: But I've seen him do some silly stuff on the field where I, I just sit and I think, man, the guys in the uh, film room have got to be cracking up watching this stuff, you know? That bunny hop one he
1: did one time, <laughs> that was so
0: crazy. I still haven't done a video of that. You've got to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm of the opinion that if Jameis Winston stays, that's great. If Jameis Winston goes, I can live with it. You know, I'm not going to be upset. And, you know, watch it, do, doing that interception video— it was it really just blew my mind, but it even more solidified the fact that either way is fine, you know. Because Jameis Winston, he will sling it, and he's going to make some spectacular throws, and the vast majority of his throws are going to be good. But then he's going to throw those damn interceptions; they're going to be boneheaded a lot of times, and he's going to lose his games. I mean, doing the math, you know, he lost us easily three games. You could you could you could point to three games specifically and say Jameis Winston lost us those three games right there, Tennessee. Houston in Week 17 against Atlanta, you know, he threw interceptions. That that was it, game over. You know, but then again, the guy can, you know, he threw five thousand plus yards this year, over thirty touchdowns. He's made Brashard Pearman look like Mike Evans. <laughs> you know, I think you could probably put any receivers out there, and he's going to put up you know four thousand yards. So, you know, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're it's going to be exciting, one way or another. Whether we keep him. Or get rid of it.
1: I just don't see B.A. giving up on him. No.
0: No, I don't either.
1: No. I think he would regret that for the rest of his life. Because he prides himself on, you know, quarterback whisperer. Yeah. He works with anybody.
0: Right. Yeah. And so have
1: a first overall draft pick that, that he gives up on. Yeah.
0: He's never given up on a quarterback. Right. And he's developed some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's exciting. Entertaining. So... I saw that uh, you know Marcus Mariota is listed as like the fifteenth top free agent this year. I'm like, who in the world's going to pick this guy up?
1: I mean, Cleveland. <laughs> I Detroit. Mean, <laughs> would you? Would you? The Jets. He's going to the Jets, baby. Oh God. <laughs> Miami. You could
0: go to Miami. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Tannehill goes to Tennessee. Mariota goes to Miami. Yeah. You will know, watch Mariota go to Miami and just
1: kill it. Yeah,
0: take him to the NFC Championship. Or AFC championship. Wouldn't that be something? And they meet Tennessee in the championship. How awesome would that be? It's
1: never gonna happen. I know.
0: Yeah, Marriott is just a bad quarterback. Yeah, we still don't know what's gonna happen with Drew Brees. I saw that he is uh reaching out to uh broadcast companies looking oh, to get into broadcasting. We don't he know. He would
1: if... get a job in a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'd he'd probably do pretty good.
1: I don't know, he's dumb though.
0: Well, he'd probably be a good spokesperson for uh, Zales Jewels or something like that. If you want a really good investment, buy jewelry.
1: (laughs) It never depreciates, it's like a car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know.
1: Like he's football smart. He could probably handle himself talking about football.
0: So we don't know about him. And it looks like uh, there's some changes going on with Atlanta. They're getting rid of Beasley, changes going on in the Panthers, got rid of Greg Olson. Don't know what's going on with Cam yet. Their whole coaching staff is made up of college personnel, apparently.
1: So yeah, they'll probably draft somebody. That's my theory.
0: To replace Cam or Yeah. You think they'll start somebody out of college or are they yeah. going to Huh. I okay.
1: think so. Well, I mean, they're all college coaches. They always want to bring in guys that they can develop. They've been in the college scene, so they've seen a lot of quarterbacks that are coming into the draft, so they probably have a pretty good handle on the style that they like, who hmm. might fit their system. Hmm. And that's their whole thing, is he's a rebuilder.
0: It's just weird. Ever since we've been in the NFC South, you know, things have been relatively consistent, and it's been a long time since we haven't had to face Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton, and now... That might be done. All three of them might be gone.
1: I think Matt Ryan will stay.
0: At least two of them. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Ryan, who knows how long he's going to be around.
1: Right. He could be benched in the middle of the season. I mean, this is Dan Quinn's last year on his contract. So, at a certain point, he might get a little desperate.
0: Craziness, man. So, what do we got coming up on the schedule? What's the next thing Buccaneers-related we're looking forward to? Probably the signings.
1: I think it's on – got to pull up my schedule. The 24th of February. Yeah, okay, here we go. The 24th of February is the Combine. So that'll be the next thing. And March 10th is the franchise tag deadline.
0: Okay, so that'll be the next thing we hear from the Buccaneers. Probably.
1: Yeah, and March 18th is the start of the 2020 league year, and free agency begins. What date was that? March 18th.
0: Okay, that's going to be exciting. The uh, tra- the Franchise Tag Day and Start a Free Agency is going to be big for all of us, man. Yeah. All of us your fans. All right. We're going to keep the podcast rolling. We probably will not be doing three shows a week for a while. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off because...
1: We're a little fatigued.
0: Yes. And <laughs> we had uh, birthday parties and all that good stuff going on. So it was just... We had family in. And we had just been dragging... And today is the first day we've actually kind of got back to a normal schedule since before Christmas in our lives. So uh I don't I don't think we're going to be doing it three times a week. I'm not sure, but there's just not enough news out there. We're going to be doing our debate. We got our notes. We're working on on the pros and cons of keeping James Winston. Molly is going to be pro, I'm going to be con.
1: Good cop, bad cop.
0: And I'm going to make everybody think that we should get rid of James Winston.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should switch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need you poisoning the fan base.
0: So, if, we, if there's no news coming out uh, this week, that will probably be our next podcast is the, the Jameis Winston debate. Now that we got some time, I'll also start having some videos coming out. I haven't had a chance to work on any, so uh, keep an eye if you haven't yet to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get the notifications when we put new ones up. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to be that one Buccaneer fan that does not see these videos.
1: <laughs> All the cool kids are doing All it. All the
0: cool kids are doing it, man. Peer pressure. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time.
1: Go Bucks.